From 87 Lafayette, it's Coronapod. I'm Matt. And I'm Adam. <laughs> oh my god. Adam, we botched the intro again. It, it happens. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm coordinating with our guests to make sure that our guest is able to join later. All right. It's a noble, noble cause to coordinate with the guest. So I appreciate that. I was late to joining this Zoom call podcast recording session anyway, because I was on the phone with my parents where I was playing the classical guitar for them. Um, very funny thing has happened in the past two days. As I've sort of told you, Adam, I came out here to my grandmother's house, and what did I find? But the classical guitar that I played from when I was maybe eight to when I was... this is before the violin. Before, yeah, before I got serious about the violin, I played the classical guitar very seriously for quite a long time, actually, for like 10 years. I was very serious about it. I picked it up when I was four, um... And even before that, I'd started playing the ukulele, picked it up when I was four, and I played quite a lot until I was about 14 when uh, I wanted to be in an orchestra, and so I I started playing the violin more. But anyway, I found here my half-size classical guitar. So really made for a little kid. Uh, It still had like the star stickers on it with the different frets. But anyway, I picked it up, I tuned it, I started playing it again, haven't played the guitar in 13 years. And it kind of came back a little bit. And, you know, it doesn't sound amazing. Maybe doesn't even sound good. Uh, but it's been fun. Got it. Um, I was going to say that I think you have to play for us. Yes. But, you know, what? I need to practice a little bit more first. I think I have reached the proficiency I had as a first grader. Um, and so I want to get to, like, second grade mat level before I uh, play for our many, many listeners? Um, well, we just heard the uh, the ding, the which ding. means our guest has arrived. Should Welcome. we? I, I will un- unmute you, Nora, and, uh, and oh, let you uh, introduce yourself. <coughs> Hello. Am I, am I unmuted? You, you are, you are, you know, not live, but are, are, What's what, what you 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 can't say dozens and dozens. So what we can say singles and singles of listeners, <laughs> our grandparents. Yes. Oh wow. Okay, that's actually good to know. I will. I will make sure that this is. No, no, no. They want. They want to know yeah, what it's. Oh, they want. Uh, they, want they want. They want fantasy. They want something to get them out of their. Uh, you know their their apartment with the person they've been married to for too long. So. <laughs> well, Nora, welcome like, to. Welcome to Coronapod. We're really excited to have you. Um, and uh, we'd love you to kind of tell us a little bit about something Matt and I don't have any experience with since we are both quarantined with our significant others. And yeah. my understanding is that you are very much not quarantined with your significant other, but kind of have a, a unique circumstance. And I will say, three weeks ago, this seemed like pretty like crazy that this was happening. But now that we're in week seven, like, this just makes sense now. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your situation? Yeah. So, um, I, so I have been quarantined for the last five weeks, um, left New York, been in Ohio, went home and pretty much the same amount of time that I've been quarantined. I have been 
virtually dating this person who has my name, um, which is, yeah, just adds a, an extra layer to it that is is silly. But it's interesting because I think, um, yeah, it's been like we were supposed to go on our first live date the week after, like the week that everything got locked down. And so we just decided to switch it to virtual. And so I've only, yeah, I've never met this person. Um, I have only ever seen them via like a Google Hangout call. And it's been in some ways like, like I have been talking to friends and family, but in some ways like it's been like a, a very consistent thing, like maybe the most consistent thing that I have had like social contact wise. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's an interesting experience. Um, coming up with date ideas and like ways to connect virtually can be challenging. Um, what what was the, what was the first date? Did you, you know, jump straight into, you know, the 36 questions to fall in love? uh, (laughs) I feel, I feel exposed. You, you already know. Um, the first date was, more just like one-on-one so the first date was like like an hour and a half like two hours of us just like sitting in front of our computers and talking um and I don't know if this was a function of it being virtual or of like the crazy times that we live in or what but like in some ways it like was a much more like intimate date like emotionally like by the end of the date, we were talking about like our relationships with our parents and like, or maybe that's, you know, like maybe that's a cliche, but yeah. in some ways, like, I don't know, like I've been thinking about like intimacy and distance um, with dating and outside of dating and like, like making the effort to like get to know somebody in this virtual way. Like you're only getting to know somebody kind of like emotionally, intellectually. And so like you are forced to connect on that plane. And does that actually like create more connection, like more intimacy? Um, Maybe. And in some ways I think it might have. So yeah. Yeah. We just talked for the first date. 36 questions. That was that was the third date. So, yeah, what, you what, got me. What has been your, your most, like, uh, exciting or kind of, like, innovative, goofy date? The one where you're like, this is the one that, like, no matter what happens, like, this is the one I will, you know, tell people about in, in 10 years. Yeah. yeah um, maybe our fifth date. when she, So, they... They rec- they suggested that we'd like gone on a couple of dates. We'd done, done this 30, 36 questions, like we're running out of stuff to do. And then she suggested that um, we have like a, a happy hour with our friends. And so, yeah, originally it was supposed to be just like we each invite one friend and we were just going to hang out virtually. But it ended up being I invited Hannah, your sister, um, came to the the virtual hangout um and yeah I like so I invited like three friends and she invited like three friends and so I don't know if you've been on a zoom call with strangers but it was yeah us like introducing everybody who was logging on to the zoom call like hello hello Hannah like this is 
Nora, who I have been dating for the last five weeks virtually, these are all of her friends. Let's mingle. Um, yeah. <laughs> and how did you go about, you know, in a relationship in normal times, defining the relationship is like this big moment. Yeah. How did that, like, how did that happen? Uh, that has not happened yet. So that's a good question. Like, I think... Um, I think that like, like the DTR talk or whatever, like, I think like when we introduced each other to friends, like, um, it was like, this is a person I've been dating, which is like a nice like workaround. But like, Mm. I think that it is tricky. I think that like, we have both, we have, what we have talked about is like, this is really weird. And like, at this point in the date, like this would normally be happening or like, I really like, I like you, but like, this is virtual. And I think that it would be for me at least way too soon. And just like, I think like unrealistic to like define the relationship before ever meeting in person. Like maybe, yeah, I don't know. Is that like commitment phobic? I feel like it's just like, you know, you can develop, I think that like the relationships that you have virtually, like you can develop a lot of intimacy and like you can share a lot and share a lot of yourself with a person. But I don't know. Have you ever like had like a long like text conversation or like even phone call with somebody that like you were met like virtually, like through like a dating app and then like experience that like when you meet the, some, like you can spend too much time doing that and develop this like, internet intimacy and then you go to meet in person and it's different um like I think like that has happened to me so I think I like I I would definitely wouldn't rush the the relationship got it yeah that's helpful I, I guess there aren't any like um you know no one's going zoom exclusive because <laughs> those traditional DTR things only really mean something and yeah. you know in the real world it doesn't it's not that helpful if you're like, well, I'm not zooming with anyone else who I'm <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Although I don't know, I could see some people like, does that mean that all relationships now, like if you're zooming with other potential romantic partners, like that doesn't count as cheating. Right. Like what are the rules slash people maybe are not defining relationships via zoom, but people are getting zumped apparently. Ooh. Ooh. That's like Which, the, uh, the, the, the turkey drop, right? Where you, you go high, home from high school and or back to high school after your first semester of college. So, yeah, yeah. Getting, I've heard about people getting laid off over Zoom, but the idea of getting dumped over Zoom when oh you're in your parents' basement, you know, in quarantine, that seems particularly rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is adding insult to injury. Getting laid off, that's an interesting analogy. Maybe getting furloughed, like you're still there. You just don't, yeah. <laughs> so what, what yeah. do you think you're gonna do like when you can finally meet in person like does that freak you out a little bit um to be honest I think I yeah I'm a little nervous that like I I don't want to get like too invested and then meet in person and be like oh like maybe the chemistry that we had via our screens doesn't translate or um yeah, I think I think it will definitely be nerve wracking. Um, 
and what, yeah, like what will our first, like our second first date look like? I have no idea. I also, I'm like everything I'm saying, I'm like, Oh no. Like, is this person going to like find this podcast one day and listen to everything that I said about I can almost guarantee you they will not. <laughs> I will say we, we had one other couple on the show, but the two of them came on together and they talked about how they had only been on four dates before deciding to quarantine together. And then they, you- both got, they both got coronavirus. So I think, you know, your story is definitely much more like, Oh, actually, this is a pretty rational thing to do in a pandemic. Like, you're excited to meet someone, you continue the relationship versus, you know, oh, I've met this person a couple times. Like, let's spend a week together. Oh, no, this week has turned into three weeks because both of us were running, you know, 140 degree temperatures. Yeah, I was about to ask if you considered doing something similar to that. Yeah, oh my gosh. I mean, honestly, it wasn't an option. So she's in New York and I, I went home to Ohio. So. I think that um, that is something that I will have to, when I do go back to New York, think about, like, yeah, can I see this person even? Like, if I want to, like, be accepted into a pod of friends who have all been isolated, I might not be able to. Um, maybe I'll pretend that I'm still in Ohio. <laughs> have you done any other um kind of like virtual like similar dates um my roommate who his girlfriend's in connecticut he's here they watch a lot of movies together over kind of uh over the phone essentially have you guys done anything like that have you guys tried to make the same meal anything goofy like that or it's kind of it mostly been mostly been just chatting that's a good one i will have to bring making the same meal. I'm not much of a cook. Um, so we haven't done that, but we, so the second date I suggested that we do like a YouTube rabbit hole. Um, and we ran into technical difficulties, unfortunately, but, um, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's harder. There's just like some basic things that are like just difficult. Um, so we've been chatting. We're supposed to watch. It was her birthday last um, Friday. So for one, yeah, I maybe this is TMI, but I for the next day I was like, oh, like I don't really know anything about you, like romantically or like physically. So like, send me stuff that you think is sexy. And so that's my homework to do. And I have not yet done it because I have no idea what I'm going to do. Um, but that might be the the spiciest thing that's happening. Um, and we're like supposed to watch a movie this week in our downtime and then talk like a movie club, book club type deal. Um, but yeah, we haven't, we could be doing cuter things, I guess virtually do you i gotta i gotta ask this question and you can you can plead the fifth on this one but do you like change what you're wearing for the zoom call because i find at work like when i have a client zoom like i have to go find like a collared shirt that's now like buried in my closet whereas the rest of the time i'm yeah. just in t-shirts is there like a you know like oh i'm zooming with the other nord and i <laughs> just, like, you know put my contacts in yeah no i mean Absolutely. Like, of course, it's like the best reason ever to get dressed. Um, 
I think, yeah, I'll be like wearing pajamas for like four days straight. And then I'm like, oh shit, I have a date. Like I put on real clothes. Like I, I brush my hair. I try to look presentable. Um, I think like there was one time where like I didn't put in as much effort and she showed up like looking like very nice. I felt like, I don't know. I felt like it was such a faux pas. So yeah, I definitely think that there is, um, there is the expectation that like, it's a, like at least, and I think like that's the way that like, despite everything being so like isolated and separated, like that how that is how you like can make the other person feel special and make this feel special is like treating it with some like reverence. Like I am gonna make an effort. I am gonna make, try to make this feel different. Um, so yeah, I honestly like I came to Ohio with like. I only expected to stay a week. So I was visiting family. I wasn't fleeing. Um, and so I brought like two pairs of pants and like three shirts. So it's been hard to keep things presentable, but I'm raiding my, my sister's closet. So it's all good. And what, what um, is your, has your family met the other Nora? You know, uh, what do they think of, of this? Yeah, um, so I've told, like, all of my friends now, because apart from the virtual thing, I think it is just, it's, I feel silly, or I feel very vain, like, dating somebody with my name, so, yeah, I've told everybody about it, but my family doesn't, my family doesn't know, and part of that is, I'm not, like, I'm out to my friends, but I'm not out to my family so I think part of it is that um and part of it yeah maybe that's all of it I don't know but like I don't know my family I think that I have talked about it to like my brother in more abstract senses and that like he like you talked about like your friend the couple who like decided to quarantine together after only like four dates. Um, and my brother is doing even worse, which is like going on Tinder dates with multiple people and completely ignoring the quarantines. I've tried to shame him about his dating habits using my dating habits, which is maybe very self-righteous, but no, no, I, I, I don't think it's self-righteous at all. I, I think know. your brother, <laughs> we should, we should get your brother on the podcast and be like, oh my God, you're putting your whole family, this whole country at risk. Um, yeah, no, truly. I'll send him your way. If you can talk some sense into him, it's ridiculous. Um, and like, he should be, I think that like the, the punishment for going on a date with a stranger is that he should have to spend 14 days straight with them. Yeah. Or 14 days in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Either or pick your poison. It's, I think also like if, if he had that high stakes a date, he might be more understanding of why you might want to vet someone for five weeks on the internet. If your options are <laughs> you move in with them or you're, you're in the dungeon. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would hope so. I would hope so, but he thinks it's all a hoax. So, you know, it's How hard to get brother? through to him on multiple levels. What? How old is your brother? He is 24. Mm. Yeah, he's an adult. He's a, he's a grown-ass man. He should know better. I think, I actually, and this is not just to defend Matt and I, but I don't think men's, like, prefrontal cortex stops, you know, 
being dumb until like age 27 or something. So, you know, yeah. he's got another three years where he can just blame biology before he has to be fully responsible. For his yeah. <laughs> that's, that's no, that argument. I will never tell him. <laughs> well, Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I hope that, you know, however many more weeks you have at home are as calm and, and normal as they can be. And I hope you get to make it back to New York City as soon as possible, um, both so you can meet the other Nora and so that I can uh, <laughs> see you again in person. So thank you very yeah. much for coming on the podcast. And uh, to you and your family, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, enjoy Ohio, I guess. I'm trying. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys are staying, staying safe and sane. Also, all your people are good. So thanks so we'll much get through for that. being on the show. Yeah, for sure. Bye-bye. Again. Bye. Bye. I'm realizing we should have asked how many dates she had been on. Yeah. I, you know, ah, oh, God, we got to work on our interview skills. I but I thinking about that. I thought that was really, really touching and lovely. Yeah. Like I, 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 she, Nora seems like a little like, well, one, I'm very happy she came on the podcast, but honestly, like she's doing everything perfectly. Like if I was in her shoes, I would be so proud of myself. And I think if I was single right now, I would like look at her and be like, damn, this person like is out there making use of their time because i think i would just be like curled up in a corner being like nobody will love me so Mm -hmm. i'm incredibly constructive incredibly constructive i'm very i'd say very impressed and like i think it takes real guts to like you know turn like a very non-romantic medium zoom into a vehicle for romance yeah and i guess the thing is that there are times where people have done this, but it always seems kind of weird. Like people who like only met by email or like they've only texted each other. Like the goal is always to go on that first date. But now there's this weird difference where it's like everything is normal. There's no other. I mean, there is this massive constraining circumstance, but it's, it's so different. And the time piece is what's weird about it. Right. Yeah. In other circumstances, you're like, okay, I get back from overseas in three months. So let's see what happens over three months. But here it's like, it probably started as like, ah, this is goofy. Let's do it for the week, two mm-hmm. weeks. And now three it's like weeks. six, seven weeks and probably a lot longer than that. I So I, I really do wonder like, what is their first date going to be like? I almost wish I could be a fly on the wall. I, I just hope it goes well. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, I think after, you know, probably three or four months of dating virtually, that is, that is definitely what they deserve. This has been Coronapod. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay healthy.
Coronapod is brought to you by Momo the Cat. Follow her at Momo underscore is underscore a underscore cat.